0: these are the beam chronicles with your host mj dooney book one initiation chapter 16 sydney Kavorsky.
1: This was the fourth time I had jumped from a window in my brother's lab, and it was only now on this fourth jump that I realized I should have used the same window each time. That would have been much less fun, though. For me, there was some sort of inexplicable rush associated with the sound of breaking glass. Each time I had picked up another catch to bring down to Charlie, Phil, and Maria below, I could not help but do it again through a fresh and unbroken window. I had hoped that Phil did not notice, but as I landed with a thud from my story's high descent... I ran into my friends, setting the last catch down in a line with the other two. He commented on this very subject.
0: So do I have any windows left up there, or did you just jump through all of them?
1: You have three windows left, I am sorry, but brother, why are you naked? He glanced down at his own skinny little body. His reproductive organs and buttocks were the only thing obstructed, narrowly covered by the smallest pair of white underpants.
0: Yeah, good question, Sid.
1: Charlie had a hand to her eye to block the view.
0: Hey. If we're gonna put out more Jacksons than Jackson, we're gonna need all the power we can get, alright? That means me showing a little skin, more surface area, more photosynthesis. You think I like prancing around in my skivvies in front of pretty girls? Aw, Phil.
1: Caraway was fiddling with the control panel that I had also brought down from the lab.
0: So sweet. You think Charlie and I are pretty? Phil, I'd... Have a witty comment about that if I weren't so messed up right now.
1: Charlie seemed to be a few shades of green paler than Phil himself, bracing herself against one of the catches and breathing heavily.
0: Ungrouping that spider really fucked me up.
1: Perhaps you should stay here then, Charlie, I offered. This task is not so challenging that I cannot do it unassisted. As long as Jackson can maintain the chase, I can handle the dragonflies on my own.
0: Sid, how are you gonna
1: get up here? Jackson shouted through the comms as he turned to draw the jets close.
0: I can try to lift you, but you're a little heavy and I'm a little busy.
1: Yes, no need to help. I will jump. And with that, I did. It was a very long way up, perhaps a few thousand feet, but the altitude was not the problem. What I had not considered was how I was going to precisely land on the small drone once I had attained this altitude. As they flew past me and I sprawled out to grab one, I realized this first attempt would not be very successful. I was then concerned that when I struck the ground again, it would cause much damage, and hoped my brother had the foresight to get everyone to safety or to line up a catch for me to fall into. But instead of plummeting to the ground, I found my body redirected toward a dragonfly, and I latched onto it. Ah, thank you for the assistance, Jackson.
0: No problem, Sid, but hurry up. I'm getting exhausted.
1: I stood up atop the insect-shaped mechanism. The wind was rushing by me, but it was not strong enough to knock me from my perch. My instructions had been slightly abstruse, Get the aircraft low enough that it would detect the particles coming from the catch. While that all seemed well and good, the question was how. My weight alone had caused a slight dip in altitude, but only momentarily as the course quickly readjusted toward Jackson. I knew I had to be careful to provide enough downward thrust to dislodge the Dragonfly from its target lock that was my friend, but not with so much force that I broke the machine itself and caused it to crash, detonating the warhead within and potentially murdering the entire capital population. That was the worst outcome, I surmised. My first stomp was an underestimate. The bug did not waver in the least. My second stomp was an overestimate, my boot was lodged within the steel, and the insect dipped very quickly but regained the altitude. Without any clue how else to proceed, I began to stomp in place. Foot after foot with some level of force between the first and second attempt, and slowly, the dragonfly began losing altitude. Finally, after perhaps 30 stomps, it was low enough to detect the catch beneath us, and inverted to turn and redirect its path straight down. I flattened onto my stomach and held onto the creature as it dive-bombed into the container, decelerating to a safe stop once it was inside. Hmm, this is a very strange sensation, I said, swimming in the Jackson field beside the downed aircraft. One down. Charlie grouped into the catch, swam past me to the aircraft, and reached out to the highly conspicuous weapon stashed on the underside, ungrouping it, then grouping back out as I plunged my fist into the head of the arthropod where I correctly surmised the most important gears and such resided. It all took about ten seconds, remarkably slow for her, and when she was finished, she looked as though she was about to faint.
0: Maybe you should just sit down.
1: Phil unplugged the first catch from his navel, and the dragonfly, along with myself uncomfortably, fell the remaining two feet harmlessly.
0: You look like death. You look like... Shut up. Put some pants on.
1: The snappiness of Charlie's comeback suffered in the face of overgrouping syndrome as well.
0: Hey, uh, Phil?
1: Maria cut in from her position at the monitors controlling the catches.
0: I think this guy just sent us a message. At least, whoever it is says he's responsible for the attack on HQ and wants somebody to come down and see him at this warehouse in the capital to receive his demands or something he said to send our most diplomatic agent oh yeah that's definitely me
1: charlie said pulling guillermo from his holster and twirling him on her index finger
0: guillermo and i live for diplomacy i'm not doing anything here anyway i can't stand being this useless shade i just told you to sit down and relax you're gonna kill yourself besides nobody needs to go and fulfill his stupid dramatic requests yeah he's a Total diva, but that's the whole point. We gotta get him, right? How else are we gonna figure out who it is if someone doesn't go check? Jackson and Sid are predisposed, plus I'm the fastest anyway. You're not the fastest right now, you're barely standing up. Besides, he's unevaluated, leave it to evals. Evals won't even know where to begin if I don't check him out. I'll take my time getting there, make a few pit stops of throw up, and if this guy's too much for me in my overgroup state, I'll tag him for them to pick up and come right back here. Look, in a few minutes when the other two drones are down, he's gonna realize he has no leverage and Bolt. Then we don't even know who he is, and he just launches another attack tomorrow. Besides, I got seniority here, it's not your call.
1: Uh, Technically, Caraway has seniority here.
0: Go get him, Charlie.
1: She did not look up from her monitors.
0: I'm sure even half of you is enough to take him, and like you said, I think you'll know when you should cut and run. See you later, boys. Good luck.
1: And she grouped away. With Charlie gone, we returned our focus to the two remaining dragonflies. I lined myself up to jump again, but this time I attempted to time my approach better so that I would not overshoot them. Once I had seen Jackson bank into a turn, I leapt once again. Before long I realized my second jump was much more accurate, and I was initially both pleased with and surprised by my quick and exact calculation. I was hurtling on a collision course with the underside of the second insect. I realized, however, if this collision course came to fruition given my weight and speed, it would more than likely blow the thing up and thus kill us all. This again was far from ideal. Uh, I I am sorry, Jackson. Do you think that you could... But before I had finished, my ascent was slowed to a stop. I was coasting along in the air right underneath the second bug. I reached up and grabbed the thorax of it with both hands, and it dipped due to my weight before correcting altitude. <laughs> Thank you for the assistance again, Jackson.
0: <laughs> no problem, Sid.
1: As I was suspended beneath the mechanical creature, I realized it would be much more difficult to lower it enough to pick up the catch's particle field. I yanked on it once, but it merely wiggled in place. I was just about to pull myself up to the top of it in order to again utilize my stomping method. When a piece of the robotic being broke off in front of me, My first impression was that my careless tugging had compromised the integrity of the aircraft and it had begun to fall apart. But as I reflexively snatched the broken piece out of the sky and tucked it beneath my arm, still holding the underside of the plane with my other hand and swinging slightly, I realized this was not a piece of plane that had fallen off. Jackson, I believe that this is the bomb. Fuck,
0: fuck, fuck, he deployed. Whatever these things are, they are dropped. Dropping, somebody catch them
1: still frantically and loudly assaulted the calm. I swung my feet up to the underside of the dragonfly's belly, planted them, and kicked off toward the second falling object. It was yet another ill-conceived plan. Once I had reached the weapon, grabbed it from its freefall, and tucked it under the arm not already containing a weapon. I recognized all I had accomplished was ensuring that I would most certainly not survive the blast when the three of us fell below altitude and the bombs were triggered. Perhaps it was a fitting end for a monster like me. I closed my eyes. But then Jackson flew overhead, dragging the two drones behind him and pulled me and my bombs into motion with him. I had never flown before, but it felt much like being in the catch a few moments ago. More than anything, I was relieved to be alive. Jackson Teak, you are an incredibly useful friend to have.
0: And you are an incredibly heavy friend to have. Gotta get rid of those things, Sid. K-Pak?
1: I think so, yes. I released the one in my right hand, and it hovered before my face, held in place by the extreme focus of my telekinetic friend. I rotated my wrist cannon against my thigh, pointed it at the warhead, and made a fist. It was dissolved in seconds. I repeated the actions for its partner.
0: Phil, sorry to waste your sharp strategic wit and great inventions, but I think without any explosives to drop, we can just crash these bad boys, am I right? Yes, definitely, crash them up.
1: I gestured with my head toward one of the flies, and he nodded back at me, seeming to catch my drift. He released me from his telekinetic hold, and as the bugs flew past me, I kicked the one I had designated as mine with both feet. Simultaneously, Jackson pushed the other one with his psychic ability. They collided and exploded. Most satisfyingly, when we landed, I with a resounding boom in a large crater, Jackson much more gently. We were met and congratulated by Maria and Phil. Jackson looked close to passing out, doubled over, grabbing his knees and breathing heavily, but the threat had been vanquished. Trouble was avoided. We were home free. At least until Charlie grouped back at that very instant.
0: We got three incoming missiles on the north, southeast, southwest, gonna hit HQ in 30 seconds. I got north.
1: And she grouped off. Jackson lifted off the ground and glanced toward me.
0: Need a lift, Sid?
1: Uh, thank you for your assistance, Jackson. He carried us to our positions atop the HQ tower.